You're listening to Clock Radio Speakers with Armand and Doc. This week's episode is split into two sides. This is Side A. Yo, you hear that in the background, son? <laughs> hear that? It's real out here. Clock Radio Speakers, we in the building. You know what I'm saying? It's your man, Armand Wake Up, a.k.a. William A. Holler, a.k.a. Uh, Million Dollar Man, Ted Sleazerasi, a.k.a. Hacksaw Jim Thuggin, a.k.a. Ted Sleaziasi would be a great name for a rapper. It would, Ted Sleaziasi. It really would. See, I just came up with that on the spot. Freestyle, bars, Kairos 2 coming soon. Holla at your boy. Kairos 2, a.k.a. The Trials and Tribulations of Young Ted Sleaziasi. <laughs> <laughs> the Trials and Tribulations. So that means in the, on the album cover, I have to be in a courtroom I'm the only one in the courtroom and I have a big Bible and I'm like, like, and I'm bent down praying, holding the Bible. And then, no, 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 I'm not the only one in the courtroom. The judge is pointing the gavel at me. Uh, the district attorney is like, she has like the, um, the sexy business suit that like with the skirt ab- uh, above the knee. Who's and, wearing the million dollar belt? I mean, I got to have a Virgil. Oh, and, and who's the, and where's Virgil in, the, in all this? Well, he's on Twitter charging people $20 to follow him. <laughs> Or for, for a follow. No, for real. He really is. Ted Sleaziasi and I guess Young Virgil? Is that? <laughs> yeah, Young Virgil. I don't know. I mean, I, you know what I'm saying? Like, I can find, some, find somebody to. Look, there was a. I always tell this story. <laughs> so when I was in Japan, there was, a, there was a rap group, and my boy who listens to our show was going to laugh when he hears this. So there was a rap group in Japan. Japan had like a little local scene. It was like all the military rappers or whatever. And then like on the other side, um, of the island there was like the, the local Japanese rapper so we would all commune or whatever so there was a group I'm not going to say the name of the group because the world is small and I don't want this to come off slanderous and the guy who did this I'm, I'm cool I'm cool with his wife or whatever like everybody's still cool so while these guys were rapping they had they bought one of the old WWF titles actually the, uh, the blue belt the attitude era belt and okay. you know how some of the belt, well, actually all of them now, they have the nameplate. So they have a nameplate at the bottom. So it right. has the name of the person, you know, who, whoever the, t- the champion is. So they had their rap group name on there. And this guy was the residential. So we have weed carriers. Well, of course, you can't smoke weed in the military. So what do you have? Belt holders. So while these guys are rapping, this dude would walk around, stay on stage and hold, hoist the belt over his shoulder and then hoist it over his head. That was his job. I mean... The Trials and Tribulations of Ted Sleaziasi, one of the songs has to be called Belt Holders. Is it a, what kind of record is it? Is it a trap record? It's, yeah, but it's like a district. I mean, the, with the concept being all these are the rappers, that's just his belt holders. And just hold, they just hold my belt? That's right. Another, like a wrestler, another notch under my belt? <laughs> Embezzler, Chrome Treasurer, the UNO competitor, I'm 10 steps ahead of you. You're, you're, you've already put about four more syllables into that than I expected in the entire verse. So just... Game with some modeling, eh. Uh, uh, and get to the top. Put, okay, I'm sorry. I need, I'm sorry. I need some more. I need some more young thug uh, yodeling. Could you? Uh, <laughs> oh man, we are wildly off track, and we haven't even started As yet. we should be. Listen, As we doc, proceed. This, this is low key like the last day of like. This is like the last day of school, yo. Right. So you know how like you know last day of school you you kind of wake up late. You know what I'm saying? Like you get the class, you chilling. You know what I'm saying? You might, get, you might get with that girl that you, you know stays kind of close to you. You, you know what I'm saying? You might holler like, yo, what you doing in the summertime? Like, this, that's what this episode is. So if we're off topic, just join us in being off topic. This is what it is. 
Who are you, strange person uh, who has yet to announce himself? <laughs> have you even announced yourself? Uh, this is Doc, everybody. You can follow me on Twitter at Doc underscore Beats. S not a Z. Um, I don't know. Did you even intro where the show's at? Like, please, uh, clackradiospeakers.com for all things clackradiospeakers. Um, at CRS Podcast is the Twitter handle. Make sure to check our episodes out on fourthdistrict.com. And the the, uh, the other fellow on the call, uh, Mr. Tetsleziasi himself, that would be at Armand Wake Up on Twitter. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what's going on, man? So you've alluded to it, but for those, if you're just catching up or, first of all, if this is your first time joining, welcome. We appreciate well, it. Yeah. Uh, there's a lot of wrestling references just to prepare you. Yeah. But this is our last show for before the summer break. Yeah. We're taking June and July off. Yeah. We're going to come back, hopefully better than ever. Stronger than ever. Stronger than we were before. Right. I'm a survivor. Right. I'm so much I'm like the last day of school, we're cutting loose a little bit, but we've got a lot to talk about, actually. We have some very interesting things to talk about. This is not, this is definitely not a forced episode. Right. This is not like, you know, the teacher, uh, teacher called out, the substitute comes up and everybody's just playing heads up, seven up and waiting for the TV on the cart to get rolled out. Woo! Bars! Shout out to the TV on the cart, son. How, how do you think that happens now in schools? They just have TVs in every classroom? Man, they probably got like a Chromecast, an Apple TV, something like that. You know what I'm saying? Like they probably don't even have wall projectors. Like, man, these kids got it so good nowadays. Anyway. Young, these young hooligans. Young youths. <laughs> I'm chilling, man. I'm chilling. Yeah, everything's good. Everything's good. Everything's beautiful, man. So, I cannot complain. So you, you, uh, after last week's show, we had the two-year anniversary of Kairos did you you you, you let out a, a lucy you let yeah, out a uh it, what was once a that was on the re-release right it was on the re-release okay um so if you bought the album the second time um you got it so right. i was like yeah. hey you know i felt like the record was you know it was dope it was too dope to just you know what i'm saying like not sit on that i feel like the the world needed to hear it so and but so uh it's called uh kairos 2 Yep, Kairos Manifesto. Just an FYI, just an FYI, if you haven't heard the song, go to ArmandWakeUp.com. If you're waiting on new music from me, pay attention to that song. Okay. It, it connects. Okay. It's not just, it's, I don't know, if, see, I don't mean to toot my own horn, but like mm-hmm. my music, shut up. <laughs> I intentionally make my music connect. So this song is like a part two to a song that I did three years ago where I may update you on, on a situation or something that I talked about. So with the, I realize I'm, I'm deep, man. Like I, I've, I've tried to hide <laughs> it for a long time. That's such like, a rapper thing to say. I'm, di- I'm, I'm deep. Unnecess- I'm unnecessary. No, okay, I'll say this. I'm unnecessarily deep. Also like, a great like, album title. If I'm you're DJ Khaled. Kairos 2. I'm a, yeah, that is a DJ Khaled title. <laughs> Kairos 2, unnecessarily deep. I might have to, that's like part two to Walking Contradiction. <laughs> Unnecessarily deep. Say one we, thing, mean the opposite. Yeah, mean opposite. I say make something more complicated than what it really is. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is. It's a lot of inside jokes flying right now. Um, but yeah, where were we? <laughs> uh, I mean, what's up with you? Um, oh, I knew I was gonna say I was gonna. So uh, I remembered this. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm pretty sure I gave you the idea to do the second verse that way. You absolutely did. All right. I want to make sure I wasn't just like, I, I wasn't mythologizing my own. Nah, you said, uh, you should, you said you should incorporate the song titles. And not only did I incorporate the song titles, I think I did them sequentially. Yeah. So 
Yeah. Bars. And, 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 and what, see, because now I'm hearing myself talking. I'm like, yo, you're really gassing yourself up. <laughs> so I'm just going to shut up. I don't want to gas myself up. But anyway. But if you haven't listen, heard it yet. Yeah, if yeah. you like Kairos, if you liked any of the stuff Armand's done, go to, go to SoundCloud. Go to ArmandWakeUp.com. Does this is Kairos.com still redirect? Uh, not right now. Okay, so go to ArmandWakeUp.com. Just go to ArmandWakeUp.com. Um, yeah, we uh, we yeah, we're yeah, yeah. So this is, there's there's other reasons why we're taking this hiatus. We've said kids and travel and stuff like that, but there's other reasons. There's other things that that need that need okay. attention right now. Music okay. is definitely one of those things. Okay, I feel like rapping. I feel like rapping. I have I have something to say. You get to that space like. People look at people look at you crazy, and I, and this is for all the young rappers who who listen to the show. Like, you know, you you in your late teens, early to mid twenties. Now you writing rhymes every day. If you're a producer, you making five beats a day in the summer. Word to Kanye. I was just gonna say five beats a day for three summers. Yeah, for three summers, like, and that's great. You should do that. Um, you get to a point artistically. Or don't be surprised, because I'm not just going to say this happens to everybody, but don't be surprised if you get to this place as an artist or as a producer where you only you only rap or you only write when you have something to say, that where you need, you'll know that you have something to say. Or, you know, a lot of producers, they speak through their beats. So, mm. you know, Doc may, you know, he, he may, you know, he's, he's mentioned on the show before that, you know, sometimes he makes beats for practice. But I can tell when Doc has something on his mind and he, and he, and he makes a beat and he sends it to me, I can, he- I can hear, I can yeah, hear yeah. it. I don't necessarily know what it is like verbatim, but as a producer, like you can hear whether they're sad, they're, c- they're celebratory, whatever it is, like you can hear it. So, you know, I, I say that all this, I say all of that to say, you know, if, don't force it. And you know, when it, when it's time, it's time and it's time. So, so, what, so what's going? What else is going on in the in the great wide world? What are we What are we talking about today? Um, <laughs> I was trying to give you the alley for what we could go in any one of directions. I mean, I know, I, 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 know tra- I know you wanted to say a little something about the proliferation of podcasts. Oh, oh, okay. So you want me to say that? So, yo, so right before we went online, right? This is gonna be a mad random episode. I'm just letting y'all know it's right okay. now, like you just. Uh, untie your shoes and get <laughs> don't take them off just untie them yo like i got on my phone today um i wasn't on twitter this afternoon but i got on right before i got off work and i saw like five or six people that i follow just announce that they have a podcast just out the blue and you've seen this sort of uprising and uh uh popularity increase like Podcasts have increased in popularity. And it's crazy. Like, podcasts are the new mixtapes. Like, mm-hmm. you, sir, get a podcast. And for me, I feel like, like I'll, say, I'll say these two things. Like, for one, we asked yesterday, has anybody listened to every episode of Clock Radio Speakers? And a couple people responded. And I thank you for that. And that's the greatest thing in the world. But a part of me is like, why? <laughs> Why do you I say, say that? I say that because... You listen to Doc and I. I can only speak for me. I can't speak for you. But you listen to me spout out some really ridiculous stuff on a weekly basis. Like, I would need a break. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like ah, I'm cool. I don't need it. Because it's like with, with Twitter, Twitter is basically a, a continual feed of people's thoughts, opinions. Like, if you get that too much, like, that can be very, that can, that can go places. Then on top of that, you want me to listen to you for an hour and a half rant about stuff? 
that's a lot. That's a lot of commitment, son. Like, that's crazy. It's, I don't know, man. It's, 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 it's crazy. I mean, I say all that to say, I'm not going to say, like, don't do a podcast. Like, do a podcast. But, you know, for the listeners, like, I feel like it's a lot of people. It's like the early to mid-2000s when everybody was dropping mixtapes. And you felt like you had to listen to everything. Like, you know, just in moderation with what you listen to. Because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a heavy commitment. It's a lot. Right. I mean, it's really, you know, it's interesting because, I, I mean, at the very least, you can't like hand someone like a, a CD with your podcast on it. At least I hope no one's doing that because that would be hilarious. I mean, um, I've, had people, I've, I've had people send me like links and stuff. Well, that's different. I mean, I'm talking like that really like that mixtape hustle where it's like, yo, could you? <laughs> yo. You imagine yo. somebody being like, yo, here's my podcast. You'd be like, what am I? What? <laughs> Put the host. It's one track. and It's 70 minutes. <laughs> yo. Hold on. This is one thing I don't... And please hold your thought. I just want to say this. Okay. Yo. Yo. To all, to all you rappers... Uh-oh. ...who do the CD hustle, and you just walk up to me, and you hand me your CD, and you walk off, I don't listen to you. Mm-hmm. Con- have a conversation with the people. And I'm not saying me as an I, and I'm, I'm the great Armand Wakeup. Who is this... Who is this peasant sending me his mixed tape? Like, no, no, no. Like, engage the customer. Engage the potential fan, yo. Like, talk to him. Tell him thank you for coming. Even though it may not be your event, you performed at the open mic or whatever it is, thank him for coming. Talk to him. Ask him questions. And then, hey, I have a mixtape. I would love it if you listen to it. My contact information is on the back. You know, if you can send me an email or hit me up on Twitter or whatever, let me know what you think. I'd really, really appreciate your opinion. Any advice, blah, blah, blah. Like, that goes a long way with people, not just yo fam. Dap them up and then hand them the CD if you get a dap. Like that happens way too much. That happens way too much. So don't see, do that. See, I'm really out of that world, so it's all good. Like I don't get any of that. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> man, I'm over here in Connecticut suburbia. I am not in these streets. Yeah, you chilling, man. You I'm married? Chilling. I'm Are married. I got the house. Yes. I cook dinner every night. Like I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm mad domesticated, man. Highlight of your week is like posting pictures of delicious hey, food. Hey, hey. How oh, that's my, no slander. That's how, no slander. Highlight of my week is recording clock radio speakers. Oh, look at that. Oh, single tear. I'm about to throw a boys to men rose in a puddle. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to open up the show with that, but I didn't want it to be too somber. Um, but no, anyway. Finish your point, man. My bad. Ah, it doesn't matter. I want to talk about NBA real quick. So we've been sort of keeping up to date as we go through go through the playoffs. Um, so tonight it is Wednesday night. Um, last night Cleveland clinched. Uh, they swept Atlanta tonight. If Golden State wins, they're going to face Cleveland. If not, the series continues. Um, real quick, we'll talk about Cleveland first. I mean, were you surprised that it was four zero? Um, after watching Game One, no. Mm. I thought Atlanta. I thought it was going to be a gentleman sweep. I thought Atlanta was going to at least get one. Right. Uh, I, I've heard some things about, uh, is, is it Thabo? Is it Thabo? Is it Thabo? Thabo, Cephalosha? Yeah. They brought him in. To, I didn't know this. They brought him into Atlanta to be a LeBron stopper. Right. I mean, he played against LeBron when he was on Oklahoma City. Right. Right. So I, I'm just curious to know what would have happened if, you know, the whole incident in New York didn't happen. Um, right. he, was, he was available I mean, that's, that's true, but, you know, Kyrie barely played. Um, he shouldn't have played last night. No. Kyrie barely played. Um, 
Kevin Love, of course, still not in the playoffs. Gone. So you man Deladova and the rest of the, of the uh, former uh, and the rest of the former New York Knicks. Right. And, and LeBron, if that's enough to to beat your team, no, I know they got injuries. I know you know when Corver when Corver went out, I I thought that was it for them. Yeah. Um, but I'm really surprised they didn't get one of the first two at home. That's pretty tough. Like everybody's got injuries, but so does Cleveland. And you know when you're a number one seed, sixty win team. You get swept out like that. That's pretty. It's pretty hard. Yeah, I got a question for you. Yeah. So I was seeing a lot of chatter on Twitter about your man Tristan Thompson. Mm. Do you pay him the big money in this offseason? So let's just get a couple things straight. He's going to get paid the money. You know why? Why? Because his agent is LeBron's agent. LeBron's boy. Oh, okay. He's Didn't getting I- the money. That's it. There's, there's nothing. There's. They might as well just stop the negotiation. So it's really just a question of how much they want to rate Cleveland over the coals for. Um, mm. And honestly, he's young. He rebounds with ferocity. I mean, he like dude can rebound, which, you know, they need. And the cap's going to go up big time. So you lock a young player up now, makes your, big, makes your star really, really happy. I mean, there are worse things that have happened. Like, like J.R. Smith's brother getting a roster spot. Like, at least this dude can play. <laughs> you remember that? Vaguely. The Knicks gave J.R. Smith's brother a roster spot to keep J.R. Smith happy. Yeah, that happened. So, I mean, it's really just a question of how much money, right? Right. That's my question. It's crazy. There's going to be some insane numbers this offseason, though. Because people are going to look at, because teams are going to look at some of these players and they're going to go, yeah, it seems crazy to give so-and-so a max contract now, but that's a max contract based off these numbers. And when we get all the future TV money, it won't be a max contract anymore. It's not like they scale up. It's what you sign it as, right? Right, right. So right, right. that's why LeBron is going to keep rolling over and do these, and he's like, he will keep doing these one year deals with a one year or whatever option um, until the cap goes up, and then he's going to sign his big contract. And that'll probably be his last really big contract. Jeez. Because he can do that, right? But for some of these guys, it's pretty tough. Like, if you're Thompson, you know, you could roll the dice and do like a one or two year contract to wait for the big money, but take it now, right? Yeah. But there are some players who could totally roll it over. Who it might make sense to them to roll it over? Yeah, um, but I don't think Thompson's one of them. Yeah, I think I think he, I think um, I think Draymond Green. I think they're going to get big offers. Oh yeah, Dray- Draymond is out of here. You think he's he think he's gone from the Warriors? No, no, no I'm saying he's out of here oh. in terms of, like he's gonna he's gonna command big money. Right. Not the, I think he stays. Somebody will throw a max deal at him. Yes. Oh, somebody will absolutely. Right, and that's are they is is he restricted or unrestricted? I think he's restricted. Okay. <laughs> But man, if you would have told me at the start of the season that Draymond Green would become a, a max contract player, I would have been like, <laughs> okay, sure. <laughs> cool story, cool bro. Cool story, bro, but it's funny how <laughs> things work. Um, so we, we, so, we sort of swung over to the Western Conference. Um, what, do you think of, uh, what do you think of Warriors Rockets so far? Um, man, I, I, I am glad that I'm not Steph Curry. Um, I know yesterday was probably one of the most painful days in his adult life. Like you ever you ever get in a fight and like the adrenaline takes over. Right. You wake up the next day and you don't realize or even get in a car accident or something like that. You wake up the next day and you don't realize like how like places you got hit at. Or or I mean to even be more like positive about it, like if you like I like I like to run. So like when I Go do my right, right, when right, I right. do my first run of the of the season, because I don't really run that much in the winter. Actually, this is a good example. So in January which is not time to be running outside in Connecticut. I flew down to Florida for some work stuff, and it was like 
60 degrees in the morning when I woke up, so I went for a run, and I was like, I was feeling good, adrenaline kicked in, did more, I did, I went longer than I thought, next day I woke up and I was like, oh, part of that's I'm old, part of that is I hadn't run in like four months. Yeah. So, you know, your body, when adrenaline kicks in, it can do amazing things. So it looks like what, he hurt his elbow and he didn't even realize it? Oh, is that what it is? Yeah, he's got a thing on his elbow now, like a guard or whatever. I mean, I could see that because he he definitely landed on his arm. Right. His elbow de- or his arm definitely uh, tweaked a little bit. I can't believe that they brought him back. Like he it, had a concussion. It was. I a- know they passed it, but like you, under what scenario do you do you watch that and go, yeah, let's see if we can bring him back? Like it really? A, it was a contusion. Listen, <laughs> we are fooling ourselves. Yeah, man. I I. Uh... I feel like they felt like they had a shot to win. So, so they would so get, lame. Right. I mean, they would get in arms. Well, I mean, you want to, let's hurry up and win so we can get as much rest as possible because the finals start June 4th, right? So yeah. I understand the logic behind it, but that's he felt foul. pretty hard. Yeah, that's pretty, I mean, and the thing is like, and this really stinks, but like you honestly can't listen to the players in that sense. I mean, it, it took him a while to get his rhythm back, but those, fir- those first few shots he threw up were, were pretty telling. Like, Yeah, it, it, was, it was right. Something was wrong. Like, right. He was, really, he was really hurt. Yeah. I, can't, I, just, I couldn't believe they brought him back. Yeah. I, you know. <laughs> I mean, you know, but it's, again, that, I mean, that's the, that's the culture. It's playoff basketball, so, you know, everybody's playing hurt. And There's a difference between, like. Hold on, hold on. Right, go ahead, go ahead. You're right. And that's the point that I'm ultimately making. So Golden State has largely um, remained unscathed in, in, in the realm of injuries. Like, they don't have any really big injuries. Everybody has virtually, pretty much yeah. everybody, every major team has lost somebody big. Mm. Um, but they, they've remained intact for the most part. So, you know, with that being said, they should have took him out. Like, it was, all right, we're going to have to play a fifth game so we get, you know, a, one less day of rest. You know, right. because you want him and God, I mean, this was the this was the first time that I really, really, really I like again, I didn't watch much basketball this season. Um, so the playoffs, especially this series and the 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 second round is the first time that I really got to see Steph play this year. Yeah. And people who say he he's the best shooter ever, like I, yeah. I don't know if I can argue that. I know. It's it's one of those things where it's like I, I might circle this back to hip hop real quick. It's almost kinda like how there's the, there's like you have to judge somebody by like where they're at at their peak, and then there's this concept of longevity, right? Like he doesn't have the longevity yet, right? But where he's at at his peak as just a pure shooter, I I can't think of anybody who's ever been a better pure shooter at his peak. Yeah. Now, and typically shooters age fairly well. I mean, Ray That's Allen is the predominant example. Mm-hmm. If he wanted to, he'd probably be shooting corner threes for Cleveland right now. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I don't know why he isn't. I, I think he wanted the year. I think he didn't want to play. Mm. I know. Seems 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 weird to me. He could he could have just coasted to another ring, right? I thought that was his whole point. I thought his whole point of staying of you know staying out was to come to Cleveland. I, I, from what I understand, he just did. I mean, it's funny. He was working out up up at UConn like all the time, running around with because him and Ollie are, are close because they you know they played together. Um, running around with Ollie's kids the whole time and like to stay in shape and everything. But I think I, I think he just didn't think he was in good enough shape. Got it. Just seems weird. Like I mean. Second half of that, of that game four, like they were really digging into the bench. Yeah, like you're telling me he couldn't he couldn't have spotted up a, a little bit for uh, for LeBron. Yeah, but um, so do you? So did uh did your man play Mike Miller? 
No, nah, not Mike Miller. Uh, what's him? Did uh, did Sean Marion play? Oh, I don't know. I saw him on the I saw him on the bench last night and forgot he was on the team. <laughs> Their bench is like a who's who of like the NBA of ten years ago. Yeah. Why did it? Hold on. I why saw Brennan Haywood out. Uh, why did I see Damon Jones last night? <laughs> they're just they're just pulling really, guys I'm, off the I'm like I'm not even trying to make a joke. Like I'm for real asking, what was I, he doing there? I don't know. They have people on the roster. I just didn't even believe. <laughs> he said I saw Brendan Haywood. <laughs> I, no joke. He's on the roster. That's crazy. Man. Um. So do you think, I mean, do you, you don't think the Rockets have a chance, right? No. Do you think it ends tonight? I'd like it to. Mm, you, so you, I mean, you, you want for, because I, I, is the theory, you, if you want the Warriors to be rested and you want Steph to be good to go. I, I want both. I want Kyrie to be good to go. Like, I want Kevin Love right. to get jacks from Mortal Kombat arms and come back. Like, I want everybody to be at full strength because, like, I'm, I'm all in this final series. Yeah, they, they, you know, can they send Co- uh, Kevin Love over to Kobe's doctor in Germany or something? Like- right, right. Because right. to me, this, to me, I think the league is still big. Although the, the uh, Miami-San Antonio series is one of the best finals ever. Right. Um, at least the best ones that I've seen. Um, I think the NBA is still very mad they didn't get that Kobe-LeBron final. In 2009, when they had the puppets, uh, uh, when, when Petrus was the LeBron stopper. So I'm saying that to say, I'm not saying it on some, yo, they rigging the league to right, right. make sure, but like they don't, like the league is going to eat off of a LeBron and Steph final. Right. So I mean, and, they're I'm, chomping at the bits for this. They are. Um, I'll tell you what, though, we haven't even really t- talked about it at all. I don't think anybody's really talked about it at all, but if, first of all, I think it'll be an interesting series, but there's no way Golden State's not favored. Especially, no, I'm saying if they're at full, if they're at anything resembling full strength, considering the the you know the what the Cavs have looked like in the playoffs, which is you know yeah they've swept two of the series, but it hasn't been pretty. Um, they're ah. gonna be they're gonna be favored, and hypothetically, if Cleveland were were to actually beat Golden State, what do they do with Kevin Love? I don't know. I mean, the last I heard was that they were relying on Kevin Love's playoff experience to lure him back to Cleveland because they want him to stay. Yeah, I, they don't use him right. Um, he didn't look happy, and if they exactly. win a title, there's going to be a whole lot of people going, "Well, you don't need him," and that's well, think, probably stupid because you always was, want talent. And that was the biggest thing that um, I think that was the reason why people were very uh, mad at him getting injured when he did because he finally looked like he was beginning to find a spot. Right. I mean, I should say like in terms like the Cleveland in the first. I don't know. There was like a couple like the first couple games. Once they figured it out in that Boston series, when Love was when Love was still in it, yep. yeah, they had some moments where you're like, "Oh, this is the Cleveland team we were expecting." Yep. But then yep. you know injuries happen. Um, Got his arm pulled out the socket maliciously, <laughs> allegedly. But it's interesting, right? Because him going away has really allowed for Tristan Thompson to play a lot more. Absolutely. And all of a sudden now he's like you know he's. I mean, him and him and Mozgov, they're killing people on the boards. Yeah, I like Mozgov, and I'm very curious to see how the tag team match between Tristan and Mozgov against uh, Draymond and Bogut is going to go. Very curious to see how that goes. Right. It's yeah. a very intriguing matchup. That'll be that'll be really fun. Um, who do they who do they want to guard? LeBron will be really interesting. Um, yeah. yeah, that'll be a good series. Um, I think it go. I I think it goes seven. Really. I think it goes seven. I, honestly, I don't, there are two. Like, I kind of want to. I wish we could. I wish you know. I wish it weren't you know seven fifteen right now, East Coast time on Wednesday night. Like, I wish 
I could see how if just to make sure Steph's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know that, and I don't know how much of Kyrie. Like, if Kyrie's at like eighty, ninety, anything remotely close to hundred percent, that's one thing. But if not, I don't know if if LeBron and the artist formerly known as New York Knicks <laughs> can really go seven games with a healthy Golden State squad. Did you did you see the list of Kyrie's injuries last night? No, I didn't. His entire body, like his entire <laughs> body. I'm sure. Now, I don't know if that, and somebody can correct me if you're listening. Like, I don't know if that chart was for the whole year or if that was current. I don't it was, think it's current. It's impossible. I mean, it was like he had like a fractured jaw. He had no, stuff no, 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 arms. No. He had like stuff in his hips, his his legs, his knees, his ankles. Like everything was injured. He needs that LeBron. Uh, uh, chiropractic chamber. Yeah, he needs that. Uh, he needs that Family Matters Steve DeStefano Kell chamber. <laughs> I was trying to figure out Kyrie to Kyrie, but I couldn't figure it out. Kyrie to Kyle. Kyrie? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Lil Kai Kai. Kai Kai. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, um, I, th- I still think it goes seven games because I think that the last, the only two teams to really kill LeBron, a LeBron-led team, were the Spurs mm-hmm. and the Mavs. Right. Um, I don't think that Golden State is better than either of those two teams. And I think that LeBron is better. I think, well, I don't say he's better, but I think that he won't be in the same space mentally that he was, or just in terms of his playing ability, that he was in those two series. And Golden, I can't bet against LeBron like that. Golden State's better than both of those two teams, actually. Yeah, they are historically good. People don't realize how good First, they are. No, 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 no. Is Golden State better than than that? La- okay, I'll I'll give you an argument for that Dallas team, but they're they're not better than that Spurs team. They are astonishingly good. They're, People they're don't good. give them credit. They're good. That's no diss to say that the Spurs that that Spurs team was better. That's no diss. They're just not better. I can't that say I agree. Team, like I can't say I agree. Team. This this um this I've Golden State team been, is incredible. I've never been more intriguingly and amusingly frustrated than I was watching that series. <laughs> there was nothing no one could do. Right. They did everything right. All did they gentlemen sweep? They did five they won in five, right? Right. All that to say though, if the cramp game doesn't end up the way it does <laughs> and a couple of the like the Heat self-destructed as that series went on. They did. The beginning of that series was very close. It was. Right. It really, I mean, yeah, it's funny. Uh, Golden State should, uh, you know, if it's game one, they should, uh, they should probably make sure the AC fails. Just right. saying. That's some, that's some like old school Pat Riley stuff that you would do. That was so, do you think that was intentional? Uh, I don't know about intentional. Yeah, it's, uh, can you imagine? You sound like R. Kelly right now. <laughs> Define teenager. <laughs> By the way, please don't ever sell, tell me you sound like R. Kelly right now. <laughs> ah, <that laughs> step in the name of love. No, no. Heaven, I need a hug. No, no. Okay. Anyway, anything else you want to say about the NBA? Now nah, we're good. Um, do we want to end the show here and talk all music on the B side? Or no, we haven't gone nearly long. Oh, you know what? We still need to talk about uh, the Meek Millery. What about Meek Mill? So Meek Mill was on the cover of Fader. Um, which let it was a very detailed article. Um, it was a very personal article, which lets me know one thing: his album's about to come out. 
Um, Because, you know, there was a rumor, I think it dropped last week, that he was supposed to come out with a mixtape June 3rd. Uh, Meek squelched, squelched, is that a word? Yeah, it's good enough. Okay, well, he shut down that rumor. (laughs) He shut down that rumor. Um, But, you know, you're not going to do press in, especially not Meek, you know, because I'm looking at like D'Angelo did it with GQ and stuff like that. But given Meek's momentum, he's putting out a couple videos. um, He's you know, playing a, a lot more music on his Instagram, which I think he does a really good job of. Um, he's one of the only artists that I've seen get people hype off of 15 second snippets on Instagram. So he does a great job at that. So it lets me know that the album is, is on the way. So the article, this is the, this is the really interesting part of the article. I, I encourage everybody to read it. It's a good read. So they're in a studio. Okay. It's, it's Meek, it's Nikki, and it's a bunch of Meek Mill, you know, Team members, weed carriers, other rappers. Belt holders. Belt holders. (laughs) Yes. So they have two records that they're arguing about um, to release as the first single. So he had to, apparently he had to turn in the album at the end of April, which also lets me know that. Right. He's close. So one record was called Bad and the other one was called Something Else. So I don't remember which one it was, but they were two distinctive records, according to the article. One was a typical, your standard Meek Mill record. It was hype, you know, a lot of energy, rapidy rap, whatever, whatever. The other record was more pop. It was Nicki was trying to tell him, you will cross over with this record. You will make it to pop radio with this song. And Meek wasn't trying to hear it. They took a survey of the room. I believe the majority of the people said that he should release the pop record. But at the end of the discussion, Meek was like, so all y'all know how to make Meek Mill records better than Meek Mill. And the article gave the illusion that he was going to go with the more hype traditional Meek Mill record instead of the one that everybody tried to assure him was a hit. This sort of reminds me of... Um, to a lesser degree, because when I set this offline, I think you 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 have a good jo- you do a good job of really mean when I kind of say crazy stuff. So the article felt like Ross before Teflon Don. Oof. He does not have the BMF record, but I feel like this album can change the trajectory trajectory of his career, like Teflon Don could have and should have change the trajectory trajectory of ross's career Hmm. right and i could kind of see that it sounds as though like he's not making the kind of decisions that means that this will change his trajectory right because like no i mean look i mean it basically comes down to like does he want to be a gigantic star or does he want to be a more popular version of what he is right now right those are distinct like choices that he has to make. And not every artist even gets to a place where they can make that choice. And That's records like By a Heart on Nikki's album, which was obviously which was a meek demo that he then gave to Nikki, right? Records right. like Wanna Buy a Heart prove that there's this other capability that Meek has. Meek, it turns out, doesn't just have to yell on trap beats. Right. He can do other stuff. Mm-hmm. So and I still feel like they completely botched by a heart. Um they went with the night is still young. I forgot what that song sounded like. Right. Um, so it's really just at this point, frankly, I mean, it's up to me. Is Meek comfortable doing that? Right. And and what an artist is or isn't comfortable with compared to there's all sorts of factors, right? 
what do they what do they perceive their fans as being comfortable with? Right. What do they perceive their own self image as? Right. Right. Like we're going to talk about ASAP later on yeah. side B, and that's a fantastic example of somebody who has a very different opinion of his career than say Meek Mill does. Mm. Right. Um, and so for Meek, now look if. It's because it's funny that so he had that B boy record, which I think everybody liked, but it didn't exactly blow up, right? Yeah, I think he kind of muffled that. Like he put out a lot of records with that. Like the timing, the timing of putting that record out was off. That record should have came out now. Yeah, I was gonna say Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, that record should have came out now. That record came out in the middle of winter. It's funny, right? Because we're gonna talk about Jeezy too, and like talk about somebody who like a Memorial Day mixtape would have made sense for. Absolutely. I believe one of the Dream Chasers came out Memorial Day weekend. Right. I'm almost positive it did. Right. I mean, if Memorial Day, if, the, if a Memorial Day, you know, Meek Mill mixtape comes out, and that's the first time people hear B Boy, we're having a very different conversation right now. Absolutely. It's not just about like I made a record, I should put it out. It's about timing. It's about choices. Yep. And again, Meek is lucky enough to be talented enough to have more than just one like choice that he can make. Or yep. maybe this choice that is known and this choice that is maybe good, maybe bad. Because there is a downside. I mean, we haven't heard this record. I mean, By a Heart was okay because it was Nikki's record. Right. If it's By a Heart Part 2, essentially, in terms of how it sounds, and that's Meek's first official big single, that's an interesting place for him in his career. I don't know if he's ready for that yet. Mm. Right, the second single, you know, maybe I, you know, um, because we are we are far removed from the era of the stereotypical chick record. That's not right. to say that rappers still don't do it, right? But we're removed from the requirement from it, right? Absolutely. And I hate to say that because it sounds so like it, it reduces. Oh, women are only going to like hip hop if you make the chick record. But right. that's not to say that I mean, chick record was really code word for crossover radio friendly. Right, and that's not to be demeaning to women at all. It's that also be the record about a chick. <laughs> it can be. It can be. Right. It often was a softer record. Yeah, it was a softer record. Right. And in the early '90s par- parlance, right, it was more. It was a little bit. It was R and B. It was rap with a little bit of R and B. Typically, it was, it, was, it was a blend tape record. Right, a blend tape record. Exactly. Just, um, you know, it's an R and B song with a break beat. Sometimes. Right, and so, then it eventually it, evolved. It, it was your LL Cool J Hey Lover record. Absolutely. Right. Um, and we're making judgments based off, we haven't even heard these songs, right? But right. the first, if you tell me a stereotypical Meek, you know, Meek record, I hear it already, right? I can hear it in my head. But then, but then again, I look at, like, look at, like, when Drake put out his, his mixtape album thing, mm-hmm. right? What record did people really gravitate towards? Know Yourself. Right. Uh, you know, Energy, like, I mean, they wanted the- Know Yourself, Energy, Tim Benz. Right. Yeah. Right. They wanted the Meek Millie records. And I could hear Meek, I mean, Meek, I think Meek rapped on energy, so. Right. Some of those records, yeah, you can hear Meek on. Right. So. so Meek isn't relegated to the Jalil Beats, I'm a Boss type records, like he not. would have been maybe three years ago. Or even, even before, right? So, or, I mean, sorry, even, um, even a year and a half ago, really. Yeah. So, uh-huh. all that to say, I haven't read the article yet, I'll admit that, but based off of what you told me, I'm not surprised, I'm a little disappointed. It basically means that that record has to be crazy. It can't just be Meek Mill rapping over Trap Beat Part 500. There's got to be something else. And I feel like, I feel like Nikki has a hand in that. Mm. Because she 
and we've documented it in detail on Clock Radio Speakers, her struggle in finding that balance between her mixtape days and this sort of pop um, influence that she stumbled into. Right. Because Meek has, Meek has sort of captured, I want to say a pop audience, but a larger audience by being Meek. Mm-hmm. You know, so why, my, me as an artist, I'm thinking, well, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Just make a really big Meek Mill record. Right, except that there's always a limit on what a on what a really big Meek Mill record can do, and we can see that because we've seen what a really big Rick Ross record can do. We've seen this before. We just saw it with Ross, right? Ross never had his life after death. He seems so close to that moment at Teflon but he never quite got there. I mean, so now Rick Ross makes Rick Ross records, I and mean, we know what they sound like. So it's not bad. It's just a choice. Anytime I think about Rick Ross records, I'm just reminded of Rich Forever. <laughs> like, you mean, you mean with, with, uh, with John Legend Croonan? No, 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 Rich no. Forever? <laughs> no. <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead. You know you want to sing it. I'm talking about the, talking about the mixtape. Right. Because you take that mixtape, you trim it up a little bit, add a few records that ended up on God Forgives I Don't, and you potentially have his life after death. Not to say that it's as good as life after death. No, I hear what you're saying. But you have the album, and I'm, I'm clarifying for our listeners too. You have the album that I think takes Ross. I don't know what Def Jam was thinking, them hearing Rich Forever and them saying that that's not it. I don't know what they heard. Because I think if you, if you ask your average Rick Ross fan what his best project is, nine times out of ten, they're going to name Rich Forever. Really? I think so. Huh. I think so. I just assumed everybody would say Teflon Don. No, Rich Forever was better than Teflon Don. Mm. Teflon Don was dope. No, Teflon Don was dope. Don't get me wrong. Rich Forever had joints. It did. Had some joints. It also had Off the Boat, though, which was, you know. I need it. Nah, you keep Off the Boat because that song's hilarious. You trim a couple records, you trim Party Heart, you trim some of the records that sound like. Party Heart, I forgot about that. Yeah. MMG, what was the the Pharrell record? MMG Uh, Untouchables? M- yeah, M- MMG Under God or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, think it was, I think it was MMG Untouchable, but MMG Under God sounds like the CHH remix. Right. No, they had no. He had a record. I feel like he had a record called Untouchable on the record. No, he had the record called. Hold on. We, we have this thing called the internet. Mm, yeah, because I feel like. <sighs> oh, I'm sorry. It was MMG. The world is ours. Okay, yes. Under God, rich forever, whatever. <laughs> oh, there was a record called MMG Untouchable. I thought so. And that record is hard. It is. That record is hard. Yeah, so Holy Ghost. Oh, I forgot uh, about King of Diamonds. High Definition, <sighs> MMG Untouchable, FM. Triple Beam Dreams. Triple Beam Dreams. See, that Mind Games can uh, go. Yeah, Mind Games can go. New Bugatti can go because Holy Ghost is on there. Right. Uh, Keys to the Crib was cool. Last Breath can go. Um, I swear to God, it was dope, but it didn't age well. It could have went for one of the better records on God Forgives. Uh, yeah, are, I mean, look, there's a, there's a selection of really good records here. Yeah, Stay, I mean, Stay Scheming was a hit record. I mean, Stay Scheming made it the radio. It was a radio record. <sighs> See, you and I have to... I think if... Listen, if a mixtape record makes it the radio, it's a hit. To me, at least. So, you take those records, you take a few records off God Forgives, I don't. You have the album that takes Ross over the top. And nothing on that album was too much of... Nothing on an album like that is too much of a reach. So I say that to say, I don't know. But maybe, excuse me, maybe the fact that Meek is with Nicki gives Meek a different look that they may be trying to capitalize off of. Well, then you would go for the other record. 
you go for the other record. Or why not just put them both out? Right. I was going to say, you do the you do the combo. You do the Beyonce. Right. Double mm. A side. Yeah. Why not? Mm. I mean, because especially with the urban, I would say, and maybe I'm wrong in this, but with the urban record, you don't need as much of a push. Mm. Because with the urban, the urban market already knows Meek. You put out a really good song. You put out a good visual. Um, you know, you add some other stuff with it. It'll carry on its own. If it's good enough, it'll end up like Know Yourself or Tin Bands or Energy. It's just one of those records that just organically takes off. And Meek has done that a few times. Right. So he could do that. And then, you know, he could be on Ellen for <laughs> performing this, this crossover record. Like Kendrick. I need to watch that. You, you, want, you want to see him uh, perform These Walls? Well, these Walls are still... I, I heard Tapimba Butterfly for the first time in a long time this weekend... Uh, celebrate my DJ's birthday. Happy birthday, DJ O'Sharp. And I was like, man, These Walls is a really dope record. I want to hear it on, I want to hear it performed on Ellen. <laughs> All the soccer moms. And they got copies of the album at the end of the show. That is hilarious. I would love to know what those drive homes were like. <laughs> love to know. Like, <laughs> right. They, they think put it, it in, they hit play, track and one the, starts, and they're like, the here is every nigga is a star. Right. And then, this, and then they skip it. They say, oh, that's too much. The next song they hear is This Dick Ain't Free. Yep. Crazy. Yep. Crazy. So, <laughs> I don't know. Let us know, man. Use yeah. the hashtag Clock Radio Speakers or, you know, send us the ad at SCRS Podcast at Doc underscore Beats S not a Z at Armand Wake Up. Let us know, like, what kind of record, what, do you, what are you expecting from Meek Mill? Um, who do you guys have in the finals? How many games? Who gets the finals MVP? Um, hmm. Anything else we talked about on the show? I mean, it's got to come down to LeBron, a, a staff. If for final MVP, who that? What's that? For finals MVP? Yeah, you can make a weird. I mean, dep- I mean, if he if he comes back, he's full strength. You can see Kyrie doing it. Yeah, yeah. I can see. I can really see in the finals, Steph having a come out party. Oh yeah, I can see him losing his mind in the finals and just like just going lights out. So. All right. I think, I think, is that it? Is that I it think that's it for Saturday of this week's episode. Uh, thank you all for listening. And as always, catch Side B on ClockRadioSpeakers.com. We hope you enjoyed Side A of this week's episode. Please check out Side B at ClockRadioSpeakers.com.